And I say right about now, let's get to it. Took a straight path nowhere. Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow gaps and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these spots without a paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. Tiny decks. Tiny decks. Pure snow. Bang it, then watch it go. Occupational options. Get some blow up some hoes. Shoot the ball of the strap. Learn the rap or the jack. Fuck it, man. In the meantime, go ahead and pump. Yes, DJ Rich Play. <laughs> Drink chance tonight. Drink chance tonight yet? Ten o'clock revolt. Drink chance tonight. Brooklyn Baddie was gone. It's the big, 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 big. Roxanne. Yo, Roxy, what's up, baby? Oh, it's going down now. It's going down. Que pasa, Roxy? The biggest in the game. How can we do it? How can we get bigger and bigger? How can we keep going again three months? How can we take it to the next level? Last night, Joseph, a.k.a. Tommy, your power. How can we go up another notch? This is the show where we talk about all the real shit. That's right. That's right. Today we talking about real shit, Roxy. About looking your best. Being your best. I don't know. But I know we got a guest coming on tonight. This out of control. And so, it's so hard. Consistency is key. To keep something growing and getting bigger and making it more iconic and Every night we come on here, we talk about the realest and the best shit ever. We bring it to the people. And um, tonight's no different. And you don't know who I know. You have no clue of who do I know. And last night was amazing. Every night we try to be amazing. And uh, we talk from everything from autism to hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually doing the Tiny Desk performance myself. I am a rapper, guys. Uh, I'm doing the Tiny Desk. And uh, I'm excited to do that. And so... Well, you know, I'm on the Edgar Balanga bandwagon. Somebody asked me... Uh, uh, who's your favorite boxer right now? It's Edgar Balanga, the young boy out of Brooklyn in the Lower East Side. Boricua knocking everybody out, 17 fights in a row. Uh, white Van Talk. I don't know. Maybe it'll turn into that. I don't know. I don't know if that's where I'm trying to go with it. 
but I have no clue if that's where I'm trying to go with it. But uh, shout out to Rasha Belhasid on the check-in. Uh, the mayor in the building, UFO Fever in the building. Y'all already know what it is. All right, here goes my guy. He just texted me. This is an elusive fella. This is hard to catch, almost impossible. I'm sending a request. I've been selling the request. This is my sixth time sending a request. You got to accept the request. I don't want to blow the spot and tell them who we talking about. Send a request. I'm sending a request. <laughs> it's hard being the biggest in the game, man. I swear. Nah, I'm serious. It's a full-time job being the biggest in the game. And so people, man, you know, they take this shit light. When I bring the biggest and the biggest stars in the world every single night, they try to act like it's light. You got guys like MTV, VH1, they got 100 people working on doing the shit that I do by myself. Uh, well, as a Ryan Malone, Carter Gene, executive producer, Dre of Cool and Dre, uh, this is a family show. We even made uh, Rich Player a DJ. I don't know. Is there anything else you know how to request or am I just doing the right request? Yeah, this shit is crazy, man. We had Tommy last night. Tommy was amazing. People who know journalists, they told me from all over. Yo, Joe, I never seen him in a great interview like that. And so, you know, mm, you know, tonight we, whew, we reaching for the stars tonight. Tonight we on another level, baby. We're on another level if this phone don't stop playing with me with my request. This, this, this thing is like we taking it. At this point, I got to retire. At this week, I should take the rest of the... What is today, Thursday? I should take tomorrow off. If I pull this one off right now, I should take tomorrow off. I don't know why the request ain't going through. Tell, tell him to log out and log back in and see if it works. Okay, tell him to log. Oh, that's crazy. Hold up, y'all. I know this is kind of ghetto. Convenience. This is ghetto uh, mania at its finest. So I'm texting my brother. I gave that away. It's not a female. I'm texting my brother because we are trying to get this shit right. And so no days off, consistency is key. 
Everybody, everybody got bands. We all just danced to different drums. Know what I'm saying? And so, and so everybody do it their own way. Everybody get to their money. Everybody get to their bag. They do it their own way. The way I do it is the old-fashioned way, brick and mortar, baby. Know what I'm saying? I like to see it. I like to touch it. Nah, I like to touch it. You know what I'm saying? Sorry Not Sorry is an amazing song. Uh, both legends and uh, and uh, Khaled did a hell of a job together. And, you know, they got mad at me. Uh, Nori put out a clip where I said Khaled's the Quincy Jones of hip-hop. Nobody's Quincy Jones, okay? Nobody's Thriller. Nobody's Off the Wall. Nobody's... Uh, yeah, no, nobody's Frank Sinatra. It's the you know, there once was a guy, and shout out to my brother, uh, Pristine Jewelers. But there once was a guy named um, Jacob the Jeweler, and Jacob the Jeweler blew the game open so much that everybody became uh. Johnny the jeweler, Mike the jeweler, this, this, this. So when I make reference to Khaled being the Quincy Jones of hip hop because he puts it together. Now there's a million guys putting a bunch of rappers together. One million guys putting shit together. Every DJ, every guy you know, and they come together, big guys, and they're not hits. This is my point. Khaled puts out number one albums, number one hits. The album is incredible for me. Does he get a man his credit? You know, and, and so we deal with so much hate of people just, you know what I call them, uh, Monday Monday night quarterbacks? Monday morning quarterbacks, Monday morning quarterbacks and uh, backseat drivers. I would have did this. Yo, I could have did that. Yo, I did. Nah, son of a Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I make my music, I was there for the whole entire album. I make my music, I like making my own music. My little brother Khaled, he does his thing and I support him all the way. You gotta believe me, you obviously hear me. And so people ask me why you ain't on the album. Maybe it wasn't the right fit, it wasn't the right song. And so, and so, uh, But I love my brother and I support his album and I'm I'm not mad. I mean, you know, we got a top five record in America, UK, every we all I want everybody to eat. My brother, there you go. I got you. I got you. Look up. We in? So bring it down. Can we bring it down? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yo. What up, player? Oh, man. I got my hat for you, brother. You got my hat. You know what I'm saying? Joey Crack. Hey, man, these people, man, I'm going to retire after this, man. <laughs> yo, I done had anybody you could think of, but since I started the show. Tighten it. We're trying to tighten this real quick. Hold on. Well, you look great. I, I showered for you, bro. I figured you could smell but me through I, the phone. Do you have a filter on the IG? That's all you can do. Your hands Great. What you want me to do, man? Joe, Joey T.S. Joey T.S. Yo, Maui, let me tell you something. Every week, you know what I mean? Thank God for me. I'm a confident guy. 
I've always been a fat guy, but I know I'm handsome. I know my swag different. Yeah, you are. But yeah, you are. Come on, that. I ain't afraid to say it. That power with that six pack. Legend. <laughs> like, I mean, yo, I mean, what's your workout regimen, bro? Because your shit, like, you know, you, you you was eye candy for the ladies every week, man. I mean, I, mean I, was, I wasn't confident. I'd be scared to turn power on. No, Joey T.S., let me tell you what it was. You know what I? You know what it was? In my mind, I was like, I got to make sure, two things. I got to make sure that our generation don't be looked over. They ain't trying to skip over us. That was my big thing. I'm like, don't skip over us. They got all these young boys coming for us, Joey T.S., so I had to make sure that, that my... That... <laughs> no, no, Joey T.S. Well, I think Joey T.S., over Cat Williams came on last week and said, hey, fatness. I what? Said, yeah, Cat Williams is crazy. He came on here, hi, sir, fatness. I said, no, I don't. No, I can't I can't get down with that, Cat. And and I know Cat Williams. Come on, Cat. He's that's the, like, that's like, did you respond with uh, Katniss? Did you say <laughs> Katniss? The fuck? You know, Cat Williams bugged out, and he a comedian, so I let him get away with a lot. Man, he's good. He's talented as he's as talented as you in his lane, respectively, my bro. He's as talented as you, bro. Amari, let me ask you a question, man. Uh, you could have been a professional football player, right? You went to college, you was killing them, you got drafted. What made you not go to the NFL and and go into acting? Well, first and foremost, I didn't get drafted, um. so I'm a, I'm gonna put that out there. So what I got, Joey, was I got fucking free agented. My uh, opportunities were with Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh Steelers, in terms of workouts, uh, San Diego Chargers. So I'm working out. I'm trying out. I got an opportunity to free agent with one of those squads. Um, I get an opportunity, San Diego, and then it doesn't pan out for your brother. Ironically, one of my dearest friends on this earth to this day, Champ Bailey, as you know, just walked into the Hall of Fame, what, two years ago? as one of the top five DBs ever to play. And we were both together, me and his brother, Robert Edwards, freaking Terrell Davis, who obviously went to the Hall of Fame as well, two Georgia cats that played with me. And I think back on those years, and, and I remember all of those guys promoting that I was equally as good on the football field. But you know why I say equally? Because they would always remind me when I would write a poem or like show another side of me that a lot of the ball players didn't show, they would like whisper to me. They grab me and be like, "Yo, you got something if this football thing don't work out." And I think it was just God, you know. Speaking of my hat, I really think it was just God saying, "That's not gonna be your thing." Obviously, I use athletics in all of my work. I'm a physical actor. You know, I got the passion of an athlete. I got that locker room camaraderie. Me and you possess it between each other. Mm. But I think God just said, "Art is gonna be your thing." Kind of like God whispered the same thing to you, my brother. You know, my brother. Let me tell you something, man. Uh. We we gotta we gotta refer to power. We gotta refer. Uh, how did you get the role? Was there five hundred people trying out for Ghost? Like Man, that's a great question. Did you get picked? So as far as I know, as far as the story goes, uh, I think I I believe that it was Fifty First who saw me on uh on Next Day Air. Shout outs to every single fan who ever found Next Day Air to be cool. Shout outs to. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to, you put to any Clemens, our producer. Spike, you was Spike. You was around putting in that work. I was putting in that work. But he shout out to Benny Boom and any Clemens and Ghost. I, I, I'm telling you, it was the precursor to Ghost. 
shout out to our brother uh, who I know you're equally respectful of, and that being Wood Harris, Mike Epps, Most Def, Donald Faison, Lauren London. Like, all of us were able to really get down on this little small film called Next Day Yeah, I put quotations around little, and it kind of became sort of a hood cult classic. And I think 50 saw it. Um, and, and the story goes that when he went, of course, and paired up with Courtney, they were both rep by CAA. Um, and when they were put together, which Mark Canton is involved in that, he was kind of the glue, kind of the conduit. And when they were put together, they realized that they both were really headhunting the same actor, and that being your brother Omari. Ooh. And so they came at me. Um, Courtney let it be known. She wanted me. I feared it for many a reason. You know, ultimately, I had to look in the mirror, Joe, and put it on myself and say, I think I was really afraid of either grabbing that big-ass mountain, putting it on my shoulders, and being the guy. I think I was comfortable with people going, yo, that kid Omari really... That nigga be stealing scenes. And I was never trying to steal scenes. I was so used to athletics and being a part of a team. But I guess whatever my gift was, bro, I, I dealt with a bad insecurity of pushing that gift way down. As you know, I deal with the music for many years as well. And so as it pertained to being the guy in the space of being the lead actor, I feel like I pushed and pushed and pushed. And finally, I think it was, uh, you know, it really was. It was Jay, man. It was Jay Bird. It was, it was really, she was like, God, please allow this this man who is the father of my kids to not only embrace that he need to be he need be focusing on that which makes him so big so that we can have extra food on the table but he equally needs to embrace his power she used that word bro and i didn't even know the title of the of the show yet she said god please allow him to embrace his power his dominion so long and short we go on a vacation daughter's about four months old and then route to the vacation the manager hits me and he's like it won't take no financial and I thought it was an HBO comedy I had gone out for, Joe. I was like, oh, dope. And then that actually went to my boy, who's a very dear friend of mine, uh, Dorian Missick. Shout outs to Dorian. And that went to him. And then I was like, oh, that's great for Dorian. And he was like, no, it's that other thing. It's the Untitled 50 Cent Project. He said, they won't take no finances. So the showrunner, they want to meet with you. Showrunner's name is Courtney Kemp. I said, that's a gender neutral name, obviously. But my spirit, I heard God say it's a woman. He said, let me hit you back. I'm on a layover coming back from Cayman Islands. He hit me, he hit me on the layover, Joe, and he goes, it is a woman. It's a black woman. I said, what? He said, it's a black woman. So, you know, my Jewish manager says, it's a black woman that you're to meet. And I met with her probably within two days of landing back in L.A. And bro, in five minutes, Joe, I knew I was on. So I, they made me audition. You know, they made me audition, probably, be, probably added to that because, you know, they felt like I had pushed it to the side and saying no, which I get. So I probably had to jump through about seven hoops or what have you. And then, the, you know, they gave me the part. And then I auditioned Joe Notori Leela against their competition after they had selected me. So I went, made sure I was there 9 a.m., 10 a.m., what have you, to make sure that we got the right Tasha, the right Tommy, the right Angela. But uh, the rest is now history as we talk about. You was in on that, like picking Tasha, Tommy. Wow. I was, I was very proud of that. And I, and I appreciate Courtney and and 50 and, and, and Mark Canton again, and respectively, uh, Chris Albrecht and Carmi Zlotnick. Those are the heads of, of the network of actually stars. And they all were in the room with me, Joe. And I would read with Joe's competitor. Then I read with Joe. Then I read with Naturi's competitor, um, Milana Jackson, who ended up in American Skin with me. She was the one competing with Tasha. And then I read, you know, with, uh, with, with Leela and then Leela's competitors as well, bro. So absolutely, I was very honored that they wanted me a part of that picking. You know, uh, speaking of the ghost character, uh, 
Tasha or Angela? Who, <laughs> who's most, you know, Tasha, I'll leave it at that you answer, man. Um, I put it like this. So the other day, I was in a pitch meeting. Nah, I wasn't in a pitch meeting. Let me rephrase it, Joe. And I'm saying it like this on purpose because I am very, very proud of where I know you're going as an actor, okay? And I mean that, Joe. And I thought about it last night when I was sitting there watching. I decided because of, because obviously Army of the Dead is a, a hell of a hellified heist film, and people, you know, they will see the heist portion of it. So I watched uh, just to kind of get in that groove. Shout outs to Spike Lee, uh, Denzel, Clive Owen, um, you know, Willem Dafoe, Jodie Foster, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I ended up watching last night The Inside Man, mm. and I watched it. And I hadn't taken it in in years. And I said, let me just sit and really watch this at this, at this place, this station that I'm at, not only in my career, but as you keep telling me, Joe, it's almost like I'm only starting, which is weird, bro. I almost got like 20 years at this, but it's almost like I'm just starting. Mm -hmm. So I thought about the fact that you work with Spike, that Omari worked with Spike, that obviously Denzel, all the way to uh, Bill Nunn, rest in peace, Giancarlo Esposito, over to Holly Berry, to, yeah, it's just so many people, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Jackson, like, God, the list goes on and on. Obviously, Wesley Snipes. So I, I thought about that, and I said, man, I know where Joe's going. I spoke to talk to Vic Mincer today. You know I'm a man of my words. I'm going to call him after we get off the phone. And, I, and Vic is getting into the acting thing. Dave East is getting into the acting thing. So I'm trying to translate. So I'm trying to point at these cats, J, J. Cole. But I'm so proud, Joe, that you're, that you're like, oh, I'm fucking going. And I'm like, word. So to answer your question, I'm graduating a little bit, bro, to that producer place where I can start to remember these people that I'm proud of, that, that I can call and Loretta Devine after, you know, after having a nice conversation with Sway. Sway said, what would you tell Omari? And she said, I, his brain, I want him to be producing. It's so much more than just an actor. Like, and I am doing that. And I, and I hope that somebody gives this to Loretta so she hears it. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, Joe, there's a moment where I go, all right, so the producer in me, when I play it all out, here I am in a meeting two days ago with Anthony Hemingway, respectively. He was the director of the pilot of power, as you know. Oh, that's my guy. He's incredible. So Anthony goes, ride or die, about a character respective to the job that we're talking about doing together. His producing partner, an English cat, super soulful, but English. He goes, what is ride or die? And I thought it was dope. And I'm driving in the car. I started the, the Zoom here, right where I'm talking to you, Joe right in the library, bro. I was gonna take you to the rumble room where I got all the whiskey and the crazy animals, but I said, Joe's so elegant, let me keep him right here in the library. He's old brainiac, old nerdy, old secret nerd, Fat Joe is. So I said, fuck it, I'm gonna be in the library. So I'm in the library doing the Zoom. I get in the car, I keep rolling, and I don't get to see him as Anthony, ride or die. So I said, yo, who asked that? Was it our writer of the potential project or was it this direct, this producer? The producer said, I asked it. I said, it's funny about ride or die. I always really believe that a ride or die can equally be a ride or die, where you end up dying, not only at their hand, but at their thought of minimizing you, of minimizing you, of not wanting you to break out of that box and be as giant as God has made you to be. So you can have a ride or die take you into a motherfucking cul-de-sac where you can't get out of the cul-de-sac. It ain't no through street. So... I imparted that as we think about the writing that we will be doing for this potential project. And I said, ride or fly is what I would rather contend with. I would rather be 
called a ride or fly, a ride or fly person for somebody significant, whether it be romantic, platonic, whether it be a collaborator, whether it be a business partner. And I would want that person equally to be that for me. So as it pertains to a romantic love interest, I think Jamie, we always got to see this three-headed, if not 30-headed monster called the complexity of ghosts. We got to see the ghost have to be ride or die for Tasha's ride or die. But the ride or fly was Angela. And that's why I tried to play it. I just, I tried to play it wherever I could to make everybody have that debate and really have that argument and say, team Tasha, team Angela. But Joe, I was always team Tommy and team Ghost. It started there for me. It was a bromance for me. Everything else came after that. Man, what an amazing you and Tommy together, boy. You guys. I miss it. I miss it, bro. What? I miss it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, man, that is the dynamic duo. Mm. And, and, and you you hated each other, but you loved each other. You really loved each other, but because the shit that, that y'all was going through, I mean, that shit was amazing, yo. Thank like, you, brother. And, and, Thank you, man. Shit with Tariq, you know, reminded me a lot of Tony Soprano and his son. A lot. I felt that, too. Let me see if the phone is chiming in or out. There we go. You there? Yeah, I felt that too. It was interesting because Tony, Tony had a different kind of weight, rest in peace, Jimmy Gandolfini, yeah, none greater. But Tony had a different thing going with his daughter, ironically. Mm. And then, of course, there was a spin to that and that being his son. What's interesting, bro, is tomorrow, um, I'm gonna have a, a conversation about power mm. with someone from power. Mm. And, and and I'm not, you know, the person asked for a picture, like, yo, can I do a picture so that we can promote it? And I'm like, no, let's just surprise the culture. Like, let's just talk, you know, talk shop, post, past, present, future, what, what have you. And I, and I look at the relationship with Tariq, and the other night I hit Michael Rainey, and you know how it goes, like, mm -hmm. I hit him, and then when you let the world know that you're hitting these friends, these people, these sons of sort, I really do call him son. And he calls me pop. I mean, it's a lot of years with each other. Mm. And equally, you know, in terms of my relationship with the girl, with the young lady who played my daughter, the beautiful uh, Don Shea, who I call Don Shea, there's that moment where the fans come in, and I love it. I love it about the fans. But they come in and they go, yo, you, you, and I know they be tripping. I know they're kidding. But, like, we forget. We forget that the fans are invested in the story that was told, Joe, because all we know is that there was actual, actual problems that were being brought to set. There was actual life issues that we, the actors, had to deal with before the, the director, respectively, would say, action. We had actual shit that we dealt with. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was. You worked with people for how many years? How many years? So we worked, that month, that's six and a half years, six and a half seasons. I think Sopranos went seven seasons. The Wire went five seasons. Um, you know, obviously, the drama of all dramas differently, obviously, than the high level velocity is Law and Order. And that shit is at, 20 some years or whatnot. You know, but, uh, shout outs to Maliki Oba and them too. They don't they don't get enough credit on at New York Undercover yeah. for what they allowed for for us to be seen as in this world to me. I I want to I want to use this moment to say that was an interesting turn that Maliki Oba was able to do before people were doing shows like that. It was very cool. You know, uh you know, like everything else, there's actors that have always felt like, why should rappers rap act? <laughs> <laughs> and 
There's actors, there's Americans <laughs> right now that are mad at UK black actors for playing roles in the uh, you know Great point. Great point, Joe. Somewhere, right? And Great point, so, bro. With, with, with Spike giving me the opportunity to do She's Gotta Have It, we did two seasons. I swear to you, I would lock myself in a hotel with no family, no kids, no wife, no nothing, and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. Come on time. Be professional. And uh, the main young lady, I forget her, her name right now. She's the main actress. Yeah, we, she was dope. She's she dope, by the way. For two years, the, the, the brown-skinned girl with the green eyes, she's the main actress. Yeah. And the last day we shot in, in season two, she comes to my trailer and says, yo, I want you to know that I noticed that you're professional, that I noticed mm -hmm. that you're always on time and you support mm -hmm. And you stay and you do the extra effort and this and this. Mm -hmm. It took her two years to walk in the fucking trailer to say that shit. Um, and so I know what you say when you put in time with these people, is a bond you can't break. It's something that absolutely stays with you forever. Let me ask you a good question. I had. I said, is there any character or role you will turn down, no matter how big the opportunity? No matter how much money they give you, would you refuse a role? Is there a yeah. you will not play? Yeah. Um, it's so funny, Joe. The podcast, obviously, Poetics. Shout out to my producing partners on that. Mm -hmm. It proved, whom you, of course, met. Mm -hmm. it, it, it proved to be, because I'm going to try to bring this full circle. Mm -hmm. Your ability and just aptitude and being aloneness, N-E-S-S, -S, after the word alone, mm -hmm. and the journey that you had to go through at like 14 years of age, which I know you had to go through, it's made it where your uh, ability to ask the questions that you ask, your ability to converse the way that you're able to converse, mm -hmm. and your ability to always remain Joe. Mm-hmm. And Big Pun is rolling over in his grave and he's applauding this moment that I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. That, for me, is the reason that it was a no-brainer that your transition from music to acting would be as, as successful as I believe it not only was, but it will continuously be. That's Thank what you. I believe. Thank you. So in me and you having that moment of conversation in your episode <laughs> on my podcast, I, I realized that... Uh, to answer your question, there, there are these moments where you get people going, well, Joe, in asking that great question, he's almost asking permission. So, oh, if it really cracks for me, Joey, crack. <laughs> then, then for that to be the reality that Omari might say no to a particular type of role, is there one oh that subconsciously perhaps I'm asking permission that I too, as much as we're not raised exactly alike, as much as you're raised in Decatur, as much as I'm raised in New York, mm -hmm. the Bronx to be exact, mm -hmm. is there a reality of a convergence of how we think, how we converse, how we ask each other questions, how you can't tell if Omari and Joe are interviewed or interviewing, who is the interviewer or the interviewee, you can't really tell. Is there is that reality? And I would say this, Joe, it's very simple for me. I would say my connection to you 
and it has been from the moment that you got on me at, of course, the, the cookout, the, the cookout of them all, and that being, you yeah. know, the Def Jam, the, the, rock, the, the, the rock Nation cookout. Yeah. And, and you got on me and you said, oh, what, what, what the fuck? Oh, you don't, you don't like me? And I said, Joe, I, I love you. What, what are you talking about? And, and then I went to Steve, and then I went to ESPN. You know, my memory's crazy. And then I went to Stephen A. right off of, uh, which is crazy because I used to. I used the highway, the joint. Yeah, yeah. Right off the highway, the East, East River, right? New York. Exactly. It wasn't West River, it was East River. And, and that's where Ghost was Sprint a lot. Angela was Sprint over there, Ghost was Sprint. When you saw Ghost Sprinting, always the same, always the same harbor. And I remember sitting there coming out of the interview with Stephen A. And then there you are again, Joe, going, oh. And I'm like, I know it's horrible. I'm horrible, Joe because I want to download with you about so many things. So I need the fans to hear. Joe has asked me to be seated, excuse me, in this position, speaking to him on this podcast of sorts, what have you, IG Live, whatever you want to frame it or call it. Joe has asked me. That's right. That's right. Joe has asked me for five, for five years, four, four years strong. I took Rotimi to that to that Rock Nation brunch. I took Bro Timmy. That yeah. bro, that's four years ago. It's going on five years. We can't count COVID year because yeah. it was like everybody, we mentally forgot about COVID. Like it was almost like it didn't happen, but it did happen in so many ways, George Floyd included. But you have asked me consistently, oh, what's the deal? So to answer your question, the connective tissue I've always had with you, which is why you always get me at whatever capacity you need me, is the fact that you and I know not only who we are. But what I love most about you, Joe, is that you know whose you are. Mm. You have never lost sight of whose you are. Mm. So the only role that I won't fuck with is a role that is so devilishly demonic mm. and goes against that which I have to always remain, which is God, as Nipsey said, many are called, but few are chosen, not by man, by God. So even our reps, our managers, our agents, our publicists, what have you, our, our, our entourage of sorts. Bro, it doesn't necessarily matter who manufactures a job for you because every job is actually manufactured by God. So I can't go against that, Joe. So if the role is that, let's say devil's advocate, Al Pacino murdered it, but I can't play devil's advocate. That's my answer. Devil's advocate. I can't play a child molester. I, I won't. I doubt that, any of, no that, any of that demonic spirit, I cannot. I, I cannot. People who have played, and this is sad because I should know better, but actors that have played child molesters, I I don't really like them no more. Like I like <laughs> I can be a fan of their acting, and when they play child molesters, I don't even like their acting. Like I don't not a fan. Yeah, no you're more. saying that at, at that point, there's no way that you can't see the character, right? At that point, there's no way you can't separate you 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 I can't separate them yeah from the character. And and you're absolutely right. You know what, Amari, you're so brilliant because uh, I asked myself today, I was in the house, I said, yo, you know what? I do this show every day, Monday through Friday. I said, I wonder if the people hear me praying to God every day. Mm. No, no, every single day. We will not shut off this phone or, or this show without talking about how great God is. It's we a problem if we do. We I mean, I wore, I wore this for you, Joe. I wore it for you. I wore, I wore it for DMX. Yeah, how, did, how, did, how, did, how did we have a... You can, 
people say you go outside, you look at a at a at an ocean, you look at a mountain, you look at you look at a beautiful act being done, which only gets a blurb on the news, on the nightly news. It is very hard to watch. Whether fans are watching from the projects right now with their phones huddled in a corner, going, I really fuck with Joe. Maybe I like Omari even more now. Mm. Or whether it's somebody in the freaking White House, whatever respectively White House they're in. The reality is if you wonder whether God exists by looking at mountains or oceans or good deeds that are, again, relegated to a five-second blurb at the end of every nightly news, respective to all over this globe, all of our fans that are beyond here included, bro, when you look at a DMX, Joe, mm. you go, God is so good mm. that he literally made a pastor a rapper. <laughs> I actually don't think it's vice versa. Mm. I don't think he made a rapper a pastor. Mm. I think he made a pastor a rapper and thought, you know what? The beautiful genre of rap that a lot of people of ancestral proportion, whether they be colored brown or black or not, Joe, you and I are of the minority cloak and cloth. Mm. They might be white people who are older by 40 years to you and I. Maybe they did not fuck with hip hop. But brother, not only is it a test of time that has remained, it is a $3 billion business. You don't think that God on purpose thought, mm, I don't necessarily know if the local pastor or even the bigger magnanimous pastor can reach the people with the pulpit the way that this DMX can reach the people with his microphone. Bro, that's God. That's God. That's what made DMX what he was. Let me tell you something. I'm supposed to die 30 times in my life. I know it's God. I watch bullets go like this and make a U-turn. Like I watch, I've been, I've been in shit that don't make sense. Like that, <laughs> you know, you know, the only thing God ain't do is say, "Yo, what's up, Joe? I'm Jesus, man. What's That's up? it. That's, That's it. That's it. it. Bro, my life is a soap. But you know what though? But you know what though, Joe? Sometimes he even does that. I didn't have a good day, bro. It wasn't a good day. You know me. I ain't into the fake fool. I'm not that dude. I'm going to be honest. I didn't have a great day. But you know what's ironic? As soon as I stopped to think, God, I just need some help. Jay always says, new levels, new devils. And Joe would say, you know what, oh, you are leveling up a bit. Finally, the world is, is starting to not only embrace that you are that, which people thought for eons ago that you were. Mm. Not only are people starting to understand that, which all of the elder statesmen, the icons, if you will, Fat Joe included, all of you, Big Daddy Kane, Fat Joe, Wyclef, Method Man, Guapale, Melanie Fiona, Tank, Anthony Hamilton, Layla Hathaway. I mean, I could go on and on. All of the old heads keep saying, Omari, please don't stop doing music. All of the young people go, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Now, that is a large divide, and there is something of malfunction in between that at some point. But now... It's almost like, because everything's God's timing, you got a lot of young people going, I think he's kind of pretty good at this fucking music. And by the way, parenthetically, I would always remind folks, I only do anything that I do, Joe, so that people mostly who look like me and who urinate like me, meaning black, male, and brown male, if I do it, they can go, fuck, I can do it. If O can do it, that's really the only reason I do so much shit. Obviously, maybe God is, as Deion Sanders said, Man, God worked overtime with you. But Dion, you might be one of the top 10 most gifted people God ever made. So for you to say that to me, it's not just flattering beyond words. It's also Dion going, I'm giving you permission to be as embracing of the gift as I am. 
Dion two stepped in the end zone. Joe, I ain't always two stepped in the end zone, bro. I actually suck at it. You, so, you wanna... so when I think about these moments where I go, well, here we are, me and Joe are finally talking, and you're talking about all of these bullets that turn in the midst of today, even if it was a figurative bullet that I felt was coming right to me, that was going to make the night not great. I said, damn, I don't want to give Joe this toxicity of where I exist today. It wasn't a great day. Joe, bro, I get a call from the only person I didn't name in that iconic litany of names I named. Why? Because I was saving him to say this to you. Bro, then Rakim calls me. Bro, I'm putting clothes in the linen closet. Mm. I'm putting towels, excuse me, you know, sheets, what have you. Oh, nobody. In the, in the linen closet. Oh, and, then, and, and then Rakim hits me. But the phone is vibrating in my dusty ass pants that I've worn that morning working out. And I pull the phone out and it's raw. And, and Rob's like, I said, oh, it ain't been a great day. I got to figure it out. And Rob said, figure that out. Please figure that out. Whatever day you had. I was just in the backyard, oh, and I was thinking about you. Like, so, so Joe, honestly, bro, sometimes Jesus actually does go with up. Because mm. let's, let's keep it all the way 100 and full circle since we there. The God MC today said, what up, oh, figure it out. I mean, if that ain't God, the actual God, I mean. That's the God. That's the God talking. Uh, um, You do this, you're beyond talented. Everybody knows that. Be being creative, you know, I, I always understood whether it's writing graffiti, whether it's this, you know, we just born creative, bro. And, it's and just a birth. It really is a birth. Remy likes to design parties and design that. Like, we just extra creative. Chris Brown writes graffiti. I mean, it's understandable when you really... Chris, 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 Brown, is a, Chris Brown is a problem. He is, he is one of the most gifted. He is a problem. He is as gifted as they come. <laughs> he plays basketball. I mean, this guy's... I mean, I mean, and that's... You're, you're speaking about a, a group that you're in. I, and, I mean, you're in that, Joe. And I worked with... It doesn't matter who doesn't, you know, like... God, that guy... Man, Chris L, rest in peace. Does he not know talent? Jesus Christ. Is, is, Curtis, is Curtis 50 Cent Jackson not, not gifted? Is Chris Lighty's other protege of sorts and, and Fat Joe not gifted? Like, all, all of these people are so gifted. I've been around so many gifted people, bro. Why, why would Muhammad Ali allow me to be a part of his last two years on earth? Like, why would he allow that? Why, oh, why, would, that, why he, would that be allowed? Because he's the greatest of all time. How do you... How do you have a relationship with Muhammad Ali, and and how did that come about? It was the same as it, it was the same as as you and I. You know, I always liked the. Uh, I mean, I love that Joe understands his African roots and your African diaspora that is within your Puerto Rican mm -hmm. island self. That that when people say Joe, you can't say nigga. Well, we all probably need to work on not saying nigga as much. But you can't tell Joe that he can't say nigga if you can't tell me I can. I mean, let's. Joe is who Joe is, and, and the same ability that you have to throw away a lot of that which makes you really special, which I do. I think you throw a lot of shit away, Joe, and that's fine because I do it too. I think that Muhammad Ali was the same. He was the greatest promoter of all time. I mean, you could say that Don King was what he was, but honestly, you know, the Tommy of sorts for Muhammad Ali was obviously Howard Cosell, but look at this. This man was a poet who actually promoted himself in a pre-publicist era where he showed, I don't even need a publicist. So I definitely think when he would say, I'm the GOAT, I'm the greatest of all time, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. He said it best in one quote that oftentimes gets overlooked. He said, hey, I said all of that before I knew I was that. I said it before I knew, which means there is a large amount of humility in that and a large amount of fear, which is very human. He was saying, I fear being found out. 
So let me at least boost myself before I walk in a room. Oh, shit. I guess God is now enamored me with a gasoline that's allowing my walk to match my talk. So mm -hmm. I think that he just really, really liked what you liked about me, Joe. He really did, bro. He found me on Next Day Air as much as 50 did, as much as you did. He found me on Gridiron Gang, bro. You talking 05. And May May Ali, Mariam Ali came to me one day, right, with Aronde next to me. Aronde, you know Aronde, was right next to me. And Naturi, who was my little sister, as you know, and has been way before Tasha, was right right next to me. And, and she said, my father, and I didn't recognize her face at first. She said, my father's a big fan. And bro, I was being nominated. I was doing power, but I said, you know, I'm sitting next to Naturi, standing next to her. But I thought she, I was being nominated for being Mary Jane with Gabby. So I thought she was referencing that her father was some dude who liked being Mary Jane. And she said, no, you don't know who I am. I said, no, 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 I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. And she said, Muhammad Ali's my father. Denzel tear. Denzel tear. It just started crying. And Naturi, wa Naturi walked off probably because it was, and Aronde just stared at me like, and John Burns, my, my brother John Burns was with me, you know, who started Icon Talks. Uh, he's honored, you know, Swizz at this point, honored Fab, myself, and a lot of other people, probably you, it's a misnomer um, that, that, that we have so many heroes around us um, that we don't, it's not a misnomer, I should say, it is a reality that so many heroes around us that we don't even know are looking at us. And, and Muhammad Ali was, was looking at me, bro. And so then I went to Phoenix and I just started hanging with him. And, and Mariam Ali is one of my dearest sisters to this day and auntie to the kids and close to Jay. And, and I got her close to John Burns who was there when, when she, you know, met me. And so I don't know. I just think those are moments of going, keep going. I think Pauletta says it best, you know, being married to another crazy ass Capricorn and gifted beyond repair and that being Denzel. And obviously John David equally is gifted and all the other kids, it's three other kids outside of John David. I think Pauletta's point is you're so into getting on the treadmill. Denzel's wife. I know, but it, listen, I, I'm well, Denzel's wife and just showing love. We in Brooklyn, Spike. I she's the best. No, that was his wife. She's and the I'm best. Her all week, and then her son comes. John, John David, David or John David or Malcolm? John David, and I know John David, but separately, and he was like, "Yo, man, thanks for being so nice to my moms, man." I, wow. you know. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. wow. I'm hanging out with this lady. I had no clue. Just wow. having a great time talking to her. She came on. Wow. This shit was crazy, man. Let me ask it's you. It's you, Joe. Question. It's your energy, bro. Stay in you that energy. Thank you, my brother. You talk me some shit. I'll tell you mine. Uh, to me, Martin Luther King is the greatest American ever. <laughs> Who is the greatest African American? Wow! Ever God, that's a fucking great. Wow, my God! You know what's crazy, Joe? Do you know the Netflix? Do you know the Netflix documentary on this young, on this muscular kid who is cut at the waist? He has no waist, and his arms are rocked out, and he's a he's a wrestler. Do you know this Netflix story? Ah, I haven't seen I want it. I want somebody I want somebody to to send in about it. I want one of the fans to I I I would answer it in saying I gotta find out his name, Joe. Somebody tell me about this Netflix incredible kid, this Netflix special about this beautiful kid. And are uh, you trying to figure it out, Amo? Mm -hmm. All right. So <laughs> Joe, I got one of my mentees here. It was like a niece <laughs> to me. She comes from the Omari Hardwick Blue Blue Apple Poetry Network. 
And uh, somebody asked me yesterday in an interview, oh, what would you tell mentors that, that want to mentor by nature, they're mentors and they want to mentor, but they don't have enough time to mentor or they don't feel like they have enough time. And I said, yo, you can always cheat. You can even DM somebody that you've used your antenna to discern as someone that might need a word from you. You can always cheat. Like you can use that antenna. So I thought, I'm going to talk to Fat Joe tonight. Why would I not have my mentee here to listen to me? Because she might get some gems. Like, I need the world to hear that. Like, keep people around you that equally can learn from you. Because that's a way that you can mentor without actually going, hey, let me clock into mentorship. Like, so she's looking it up. But I would answer and say, the obvious is to go to someone. And Dr. King has to be in that conversation. But the obvious, Joe, is to go to these people that are prominently known. But I would say this on this space called social media that we all are dealt this dirty hand of knowing that 90 to 60% of the people on it are selling themselves as a falsity. Most of the people on this shit are commercial. They are commercial, bro. That is not actual factual. <laughs> Fucking quote that. It's not actual factual. <laughs> I didn't say the adverb on purpose. I didn't want to say actually factual. Joe, they are not actual factual. Mm. So there is this dude. Zion. His name is Zion. And it's a Netflix feature, full feature. Well, it says full feature here, but Zion, bro, and whomever hasn't seen this Netflix special on this kid. Right, everybody was saying Zion. I was like, no way they talking about Zion Williamson. The yo, did people, oh, people saying it? Yeah, everybody's saying Zion. So for me, Joe, I'm not telling you that it's specifically Zion, but I hope the fans understand that the archetype of a young man like him, mm -hmm. who there is a person who has not colored him, who's very close to me named Ryan Peralta, who I call Ryan the Lion, who I did an IG with while filming in Australia. And, and I think about the Dr. Kings, but I think the beauty, Joe, is as much as God helped curve some of them bullets that was coming your direction, mm. man, God be manufacturing Dr. King and prominence all the way to Zion, who the world wouldn't even know about. Mm. Like, so I gotta like include people like that young man, Nova and Brave at, now Nova's eight, Brave six, but at five and seven, both of them kept saying, play that Papa again. Papa, play that. The special about the kid, play that. Bro, like, and I be complaining some days. I mean, I don't complain a lot, as you know, Joe, but I be, I be in it. And this dude is like walking around on earth, like literally walking around on his hands. Like, there's some special people, bro, that have colored me and you who really, really make me go, I don't know how you could think a Big Bang Theory exists. It has to be God. Yeah, the, Muslim, the Muslim sister, she ain't from... She ain't from America, but she was from Pakistan, and she got shot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for get the education. She's probably one of the greatest people who ever lived on earth. For sure. Big young ladies to want more and go to school and all that. For sure. Uh, I don't know her name right now because I'm, I'm brain freeze right now. But uh, Somebody will send it to you, bro. Somebody will send it. They'll, they'll say it right now. She's amazing. Um, Your thoughts on the spinoffs and... Malala is her name, Malala. Your thoughts on the spinoffs, and is there any chance in the world of the universe we will get those spinoffs? <laughs> um, I got to talk to Five. I talked to Courtney the other day. I had a good talk with her. Just, I think it was a Mother's Day talk. You know, I was reaching out to her about Mother's Day. And uh, just was praying for her, whatever. So I reached out and and then she, you know, I left a I left a voice memo that I said, take your take your time listening to it or whatnot. It really was just about her saying, Oh, how are you getting your art out right now? Like, what's happening? You know, I told her a lot is coming out. 
I don't know if she knows about Army today. You know me. I never, I never care to know who's following. I don't, I don't know. Once you're connected to me, you're forever connected. Obviously, me, uh, former colleagues of, of of stars and present colleagues of stars, as well as all of my castmates, past and the ones still on spinoffs, and then you know, culminating with that of Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson proportion, and equally Courtney Kemp uh, reality. Those people have to be in the conversation for me to be able to answer that. And we haven't had that conversation. But ironically, Joe, I will say this to you, dear brother. I feel that it could make more sense soon come than it would have closer to when power first go round ended. I feel like it 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 is allowing me the the space to 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 breathe and not only to have a breath but also to 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 display my my breath of of ability and that being b r e a d t in 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 that reality mm -hmm. um h sorry but I, I feel like the 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 bandwidth that i'm now able to show because i'm away from that show i think bro humbly stated that perhaps affords the better meeting of the minds where there might be a conversation where we go, can there be this world? Yes, there could perhaps be a world where we see preemptively because the only character we really don't know about as it pertains to him hitting the stage is You could talk and I could talk. Okay, this go ahead, Bubba. Joker moment. Go ahead, bro. Nobody has ever heard you say before. We can, when you sit down with the powers that be, all I, I would, yeah. Courtney, there could be if the right, if the right, right terms, you could. Ah, I love this shit. I mean, I fucking love this shit. I fucking love this shit. Now, now, now from your, well, I want to say from your lips to 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 the ears of all the fans, as much as I I could say God's ears, but the ears of all the fans, I I want to, I need to say Joe from your excitement to the ears of all the fans, Ooh. but it would have to, it would have to. I, at this point, I am so proud of Joe doing what he's doing. I really want him to take Robert Munich, who's been given the baton to be able to aid and running with that. So many crew members still getting down with that. That which obviously Michael Rainey is able to do. My my brother, and and that being Cliff, of course, Method Man, obviously, you know, of course, what Notori was able to continue to do, and and of course Mary J. Blige, which is crazy because I think she's one of the greatest artists of all time. I love that they're doing that thing, and I don't want to take from that thing, Joe. But as much as, of course, you and I can both talk and elaborate and pontificate, we both are also so freaking raspy voiced that we sound like two lawnmowers when we're fucking speaking. So I will say this. My lawnmower right now will say this, and this grovel of a voice God has given me, like he gave you. We sound like two old-ass pop smokes. I will say this. I would love to cut my teeth on the pre-world that Ghost came from. I would love to play the world that I never got to play and to really sink my teeth in the juicy tids and the bits included of all of that shit that the world never got to really, we don't even know who Ghost is. We only really know from Tasha, the kids, Tommy, Angela, but we don't really know this kid. And everybody else's spinoffs is about them being known. How ironic. So. I would love to sink my teeth into that because as an actor, Joe, I don't feel like I did the full turn of the guy until I go back a bit, if that's what the game is going to be. Let me tell you something. I'm in the back of my store, and I'm hoping, 
And listen, I'm in the I'm in the back of my store, and I have a whole band here, <laughs> film crew. They filming Tiny Desk. Ah, oh, word. And I put them on fucking hold to do this interview because I wanted to do it so bad. Um, I'll ask you one last question. Thank you for being kind with your I, love, I love I love you, Joe. I do, Brad. I, I got number love for you, and I, I root for you big. And I mean that in the in the big R, big double O, and big T. I really root for you a lot, bro. I thank you so much, and I love you even more. Let me ask you something, because there's a, there's a movie I just saw that I thought was amazing. Did you see Monster on Netflix yet? No, I haven't seen Monster. Everybody keeps talking about it. I haven't seen it. I got to see it. You got to check it out. So th that question ain't relevant. Your top five rap is dead or alive, and then we out of here. <clears throat> Rock, Kane, Biggie, Chris, Pac. Which Chris? KRS-One? KRS-One. Ooh! So you got Biggie, Pac, KRS-One, Rock, and Big Daddy Kane. Like, you, know, you know, that's the dream team. Shout out to Puzzle Life. That's my guy. You know, my son is autist. Uh, yes, yes, I know. He and got God bless him. His autistic kids. His daughter's autistic. He's on here, so I want to acknowledge him. My brother, I love you. Tell your wife and your family. Nothing I love you too, bro. From Will do. Peace, my brother. I love Dundee. you. Joey Crack, love you, brother. Stay who you are, man. Thank Peace, you. bro. Thank you, fans. We love y'all. Peace. We are the biggest in the game. This is unbearable. Breaking news. He's willing to come to the table. Breaking news. The birth of ghosts. 50 Cent Courtney Camp. Get to it. We want to see it bad. This is the biggest show in the game. Let your darkest moments bring your most clarity. Whoever's with you when you go through something, those are your true friends and family members. If you go through something and they're not there by your side, you don't need them no more. And put God first. Do good times and bad times. Keep the faith. God is too real. Shout out Rashad. White Van Talk next time. Love you guys. It's the biggest show in the game. See you tomorrow and every other weekday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Peace, y'all.